Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi, welcome and thanks for joining us for this edition of Saturday Strategy, the original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny and I'm your host and we've got some great information in today's episode. So if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, you'll find all the links in the show notes or better still, you you can subscribe to the Saturday Strategy weekly email news update. I'm getting my words really muddled today. So what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be looking at some of the issues around recruiting young people, the people we describe as Gen Z or those people born after 1995, um, the people we refer to as the young talent. And if we want to recruit the best talent into our business, we really need to think about um, how to engage properly with these people. As every new generation comes through, um, they think differently, behave differently, according to the mood of the time, and the current generation is no exception. And they have demands and they have expectations that we need to be able to address and to meet. So today's guest um, has some really great insight for us to help our business up and ready for that. <music> So today we're joined by Gemma Redden. Gemma's one of the co-founders of a community interest company called Access Generation. And Access Generation's on a on a mission, I think, to um, encourage business owners and enable business owners like us to exploit the talent pool of, or to exploit and create our own talent pool um, for our business rather than having to constantly seek out and try and find those um, those rare beasts which are the people with the perfect cultural and experiential fit to suit our business. Um, Gemma, welcome to Saturday Strategy. Hi Johnny, thanks for inviting me. No, thank you for giving up your time to come and help us with this one. Gemma, I think, would it, would it help if we um, first of all just let you perhaps um, reverse up a little bit and explain to us why access generation exists and and you know give us give us the sort of the, the challenge here from your perspective and then perhaps we can use that to talk us into how we um, find solutions and, and and things for this dilemma okay yeah sure so Chris Terry and myself set up access generation about four years ago uh, Chris's background in corporate uh, business world recognized that there was a need for support for small medium enterprises when it comes to the recruitment of inexperienced young people there's a lot of talk at the moment around the fact that there's low unemployment and employers who are struggling to recruit there's an aging demographic and a so-called skill shortage that we saw an opportunity and a bit of a gap in the market to support businesses we already recognized that there was great people supporting the young people. So they were giving them employability skills, CV writing experience, and trying to get them experience in the world of work. But there's nobody on the other side of that bridge supporting the businesses with really straightforward guidance. And that's what we primarily started out doing. Okay. So how have you found that process so far? Have you found that businesses are open arms and welcoming you saying thank god you're here or are there barriers how's it all how's it all shaping up well our conversations in the beginning were a little bit um i guess 
slow to get started, so to speak. So businesses who don't currently recruit young people, the ones that we were speaking to at the time, were we were faced with their opinions and often negative opinions about young people. So they would tell us that young people are lazy, they job hop, we train them and they leave. And it was typically based on maybe one bad experience, but more often than not, their own experiences of their children at home. And I always queried, surely you must have had lazy, experienced members of staff as well. Hmm. But we knew that that conversation wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't good enough to say and turn around to a business that it's the right thing to do to employ inexperienced young people and give them a chance. When you're talking to business owners, particularly business owners who've created their own um, way in the world, you need to talk about the benefits to their business and to their world. So we knew we needed statistics. So we went back and spoke to young people, nearly 100 in total, and said, what's the biggest barrier? And they told us it was the online job application process. And 80% would actually go and look at a company website before they applied. Mm. Now, if we go back to the fact that we're near full employment, it's no longer the employer assessing the candidates. The candidates are now assessing you as an employer. Absolutely. I think we've got an earlier um, podcast with Gemma Hallett, um, who touched on this subject a lot. And she was saying about um, the Gen Z people, who they need to just literally be able to swipe left or swipe right. Um, take away all the barriers to be able to to um, move things forward quickly and easily. That's 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 the world they live in. Yeah, definitely. If you imagine, this is a generation that's been born into the digital world. iPhones in their hand, iPads at the side of their bed. They're used to a certain way of interacting. So if you consider the way that they game online, the way that they shop online, they have a certain expectation. So if you were shopping online, you typically know when something's in your shopping basket, when it's in the checkout process, what that checkout process involves, but also when it's about to be delivered, your product or whatever you've ordered is about to be delivered to your house, it's in Bob's van, and it's an hour away from your front door. Mm. If you submit an application for a job online, it often just goes into a black hole. So there's a real mismatch of that experience of applying for jobs online that just isn't there. So how do we bridge that gap then, Gemma? What, what, are, the, what are the things that you're putting into place and helping people to put into place? So with young people, we've created an assessment tool that scores the job application on a company website but also scores what a company says about itself against young people's criteria. So does it match what a young person is looking for? When we went, when we started this process, I'm actually in the millennial bracket and I thought to myself, well, I know what young people want from the workplace. And in my mind, I was thinking a Google type office. You imagine primary colors everywhere, bean bags, flexible working, and just a pretty cool office, to be honest. Um, but my own perceptions were completely challenged when we spoke to young people. And as Gemma from My Futures mentioned on your call about Gen Z, they are a completely different beast and they want something completely different. For a start, they believe in a fair society. You only have to look at the extinction extinction rebellion um, activities that are happening out there and the the 
plastic-free campaigns that are all over the place. They want to work for a company that has a purpose and that shows what they do for society. They also want to work for a company that has diversity and inclusion at its heart. Now, we're not just talking about race and a sex we're talking about every kind of inclusion. So whether you've got a disability or a hidden condition, your kind of sexual orientation, we're talking the whole breadth. Young people want to see that you're inclusive to all. And then finally, they want to know that there's opportunities to progress. So whether that's within your company or some kind of training and development to help them get on with their career. So for businesses, it's really about understanding what it is that young people are looking for. So when they're looking at their own company website, have they got all the elements that they need to be able to attract that next generation? Mm, okay. <laughs> and the assessment tool, is that a tool for candidates or for companies? It's, um, it's for candidates. So we have a peer panel of young people and we call them peer researchers. So the assessment that's been created looks at a company in terms of the candidate journeys. So what's the process of applying? Any supportive materials, so the job description, do they state when feedback is available? And then finally around what they say about themselves as a company and their culture, so their employer branding. So that assessment's been designed and is delivered by young people. It's an external assessment of an organization's website. And it's been validated by a doctor of analytics from Loughborough University. So it's similar to the way best companies and investors in people is structured. It's on a weighting scale. So for instance, if a company demonstrates they're involved in charitable activities and they demonstrate how the employees are involved in those activities, they might score a five. If there's no evidence or it's missing completely from their website, they'll score a zero. And if they've got somewhere in between, it might be a three. Okay. Okay. And what what tool is there available for a company who says actually i'd like to i'd like to score pretty highly on that assessment tool is there is there a, is there a tool or a checklist or a or an audit that can they can do yeah definitely so um we invited some interns to help us come up with a commercial proposition <coughs> for our social enterprise the work that we'd previously been doing in our first couple of years was primarily funded through community programs with Prince's Trust and Big Lottery funding. Um, so to be able to sustain what we're doing and be able to give employers more guidance, we asked interns to come up with that proposition. And they went away and they spoke to businesses and they spoke to students and they said, what is it that we could be doing? And young people said they want to recognize where an employer has a supportive and accessible recruitment process. And because the employers are struggling to recruit, they want to be more visible to young people. So they said, with the assessment, turn it into an accreditation. So there's now an accreditation marker that's an annual assessment of an organization's website by young people. So companies can include that logo, the accreditation logo on their website, and young people can now look for it. So we launched that at the end of last year, and this year we're launching a campaign that's been led by our peer panel to get young people to recognize that particular accreditation. 
and to launch that campaign, young people are talking about the five top concerns that they find when applying for jobs online. So things like in, not companies not embracing diversity and inclusion, uh, being frustrated by the lack of feedback. So they've created a change.org petition and they're asking students to sign the petition to encourage those employees to change and asking employers to sign the petition to pledge to make those changes. Fantastic. So uh, are you pretty excited about this? Very excited. It's um, When the interns created the accreditation idea, it wasn't something that we had thought about before. And the fact that we've um, developed an idea that came from young people is really exciting. And again, the campaign was created by a separate intern who joined us in December last year. And we had no idea what that campaign might look like. And when once you see the artwork and the messaging behind it, uh, it's hard not to be blown away because it's driven by young people. And yes, the messages are sometimes hard hitting, but these are messages that young people want businesses to hear about. They want businesses to stand up and take ownership of the process that can sometimes be quite demoralizing for those young people trying to get into work mm, okay and how how's the uptake going have you got people signed up for the accreditation yes we um we've started by working with the prince's trust so they are the first accredited company and we will be announcing that officially to the world in the next couple of months and on the back of that we are speaking to some organizations like membership bodies who work with other organizations as you can imagine as a small organization ourselves we're we're a team of two with 10 young people on our peer panel who are volunteers and they get involved in paid work experience as well um, we have to kind of uh, think strategically to be able to get our accreditation out there as widely as possible okay okay well we will keep well can we include links and everything to that can't we because i think that's breaking yeah, news that's going brilliant. to be that's going to be um yeah that's that's going to be exciting yeah. so talk to us um talk to us Gemma, about what we can do then in the meantime um what we can do as business owners to make our recruitment process more accessible and you know the sort of outcomes we can see as a result of those changes yeah certainly um one of the first things that you can do which won't take much effort or or, or money <laughs> it's to um try your website for yourself so if you've got a recruitment process or an application process or how do people apply to work at your company? Have you actually gone through that process yourself? As a marketing professional, I know that when you work for a company, the product or service that you offer is almost the be all and end all. And you generally have a customer journey mapped out. Well, our advice to companies is to also consider the candidate as a journey. What are the touch points that you give to that candidate do you acknowledge those the receipt of an application? So for instance, if you're a small organization, you might not have uh, an applicant tracking system on your website where you're able to automatically send replies. You might be asking candidates to apply by sending in a CV to, to an email. Well, is there a way that you can 
either put an automated reply on that inbox or can you personally reply to those emails just to acknowledge that you, that email and that application has been received. Mm. Uh, we've also, we also deliver training workshops and they're free to attend for employees. We've got a couple coming up in March and May. So if employers want to join us for a half day session, we take employers for a process of reminding them what it's like on the outside as candidates, but they get to do some interactive workshops with our young people. So they get to actually learn directly from the young people about what is needed to be able to employ the next generation. Yeah. And when we talk about young people, we're not talking about kids here are we we're talking about young adults so, you know so up to 25 years old i think so um these yeah, are well, these are an important well, generation for a lot of businesses aren't they definitely when we talk about inexperienced young people we are talking about those under 30 mm. so some of those could have first class degree honors but they don't have the experience to demonstrate on an application we in the assessments that we've done today on employer websites we've assessed 600 to date and three out of four do not offer entry-level roles. And when we talk about entry-level roles, that could be a, a job that doesn't require experience. It could be a work experience, apprenticeship, graduate scheme, or another kind of trainee scheme. So we don't favor a particular route into work. We're not about promoting just apprenticeships or just graduate schemes. It's simply creating those entry-level roles and taking away the barriers. We have examples of um, administrative roles being advertised where companies ask you for industry experience. So an admin uh, role requires you to have automotive experience or plastics industry experience, when really that kind of experience can just be overlaid over time. Mm. A role like admin could be an entry-level role if they took away that barrier of asking for experience. Yeah, so they need to challenge. Well, we need to challenge ourselves on what experience actually we do need, don't we? I think in that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's a that's a good easy one. And in terms of going back to the, I was saying, what can we do to make um, our recruitment process more accessible? You were saying try the website. I suppose another tip might be to get a young person to try your website as well, mightn't it? Yeah, definitely. If you have already employees that are um, under 30 then do do get them to try or even your friends and family daughters sons mm. nieces and nephews it's always worth a try yeah um, when we, the work that we do with the assessment and the the insights that it it, it provides us although we talk about inexperienced young people under 30 because most recruitment processes if not all are online now the insights that we gain through that assessment actually apply to all candidates. So we know that 73% of candidates of all ages, this comes from Reed uh, Jobs Board, they apply on a mobile device. So if your website is not optimized to fit on a mobile screen, so if you have to pinch and zoom in on your website on a mobile device, you're likely to be losing candidates and that's not just young candidates. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Good, um, Gemma. That's that's brilliant stuff. What um, what else do we need to know to to be able to start to chip away at this? And what resources can we we access? Have you got things we can look at straight away? Yeah, definitely. If you have a look on our website, accessgeneration.co.uk, there's a link on there called guidance, and we give a lot of 
uh, advice freely online. So we've got some guidance on what options there are to bring young people into the workplace, what questions young people are looking for, looking for the company to answer when they're on your website, and also about the process and the steps that employers can take on board to make their candidate journey better. So there's lots of free guidance online um, for people to access. Gemma, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, Gemma, just tell us a little bit. So you mentioned about the um, the the, the the petition you, you've got up and running. T- tell us a little bit more about that, just so that we can um, include some notes about it. I think we'd like to encourage people to um, get involved, I think. So uh, tell us tell us more. Yeah, brilliant. So young people are in that catch-22 situation. They've got no experience, but need that experience to work. Employers are struggling to recruit. So what's the barrier? We talk about it in terms of the online job application process and what an organization is saying about itself. So young people on our peer panel have created a petition and they're inviting students to sign the petition to encourage businesses to change. And employers are invited to sign the petition to make one or all of the following um, changes. So young people want to see companies that are embracing diversity and equality and inclusion into their recruitment processes. So that could be something like uh, blind CVs. So showing hiring managers a CV without putting the name of the person on there. Mm-hmm. Creating those entry-level roles. So you might need to do a bit of job carving, but creating entry-level roles to bring people in who have the right attitudes and behaviors, but don't necessarily have the experience that you need. Um, offering progression, so op- opportunities to train and develop or progress within the organization. Mm-hmm. Simply acknowledging applications So when you submit, it's not just being submitted into a black hole and stating when feedback is available. Often when we talk about stating feedback, organizations kind of push back a little and say, well, we get hundreds of applications, we can't possibly give feedback to all. And we can appreciate that. And even young people appreciate that. But organizations don't always state when it's available. So even if within your application process, you say, feedback will be available after interview stage only. So they understand that if you just submit a CV or you're filling an application form, you can't possibly give feedback to every individual. But stating when that feedback is available is really important to them. Mm. So if anyone would like to get involved and sign the petition or share the petition, if you search for hashtag access your true potential, on social media or through Google, hopefully the change.org website or the Access Generation website will appear and you can go through and sign the petition. That'd be brilliant. Gemma, that's been absolutely terrific. I think what the work you're doing is outstanding. Um, the uh, The benefits to some companies will be enormous immediately and I think to all of us over time. So um, thank you very much for the work that you're doing. Um, to to address this issue 
Thank you. And we just want to change one employer at a time. So that is it for this edition of Saturday Strategy. Thanks very much for sticking with us to the end. I, I hope you found some really useful um, information there from Gemma and I think uh, there's some tips that we'll certainly be putting into place in our business. Now, if you've got any feedback or you uh, just want to reach out, you can find me on WhatsApp using my mobile number, which is 07977437360. Um, thanks again. Until next time. And remember... If you enjoyed this and you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts.